0: Good morning, everybody, and thanks for joining us. I'm Paul Lisnick. And I'm Taman Bradley. This
1: is WGN-TV Political Report, coming up.
2: Vote once
0: and wash your hands early and often.
1: An election day unlike any other, how the spread of coronavirus is impacting Illinois' primary. Plus, we've got the results of an exclusive poll on where things stand in Illinois' top races.
0: Plus, a moderate congressman hopes to hang on despite a major challenge from the left. We've got a closer look at the Democratic battle for Illinois' third district.
1: Illinois' primary election is now less than 48 hours away. The decisions made by voters on Tuesday will impact the future of the local criminal justice system, representation in Congress, and the Illinois State House. But concerns over the rapid spread of coronavirus are sidelining politicians in the final days of their campaigns. Governor J.B. Pritzker ordered a shutdown of all public events of more than 1,000 people as the state's diagnosed cases continues to grow. So candidates are limiting events to small gatherings and the tradition of shaking hands with constituents, it's falling to the wayside. Presidential frontrunner Joe Biden turned a planned rally in Chicago into a virtual event and the traditional election night watch parties, they've been canceled. But election day, still moving forward as planned. Please know that local clerks and
0: boards of election are working diligently to ensure that polls operate smoothly and safely. The Illinois Department of Public Health issued a guidance uh, specifically for polling places to make sure that election judges, volunteers, and voters are healthy and safe. Free and open elections are the structural support of our democracy. One of the most important duties that I have as governor is to do everything in my power to make sure elections proceed forward as planned. Now if you want to early vote, polling places in Chicago are open later than usual today from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and again on Monday from 9 to 5. They'll be stocked with plenty of hand sanitizer and antibacterial wipes. You can no longer apply to vote by mail. That deadline has passed, but if you already have your ballot, get it postmarked by Tuesday. And be sure to check your polling place before you vote. Nursing home sites and a few others have been moved. You can still register on Election Day at your home precinct. Officials have made clear Election Day is moving forward as
1: planned. And with just days until the polls are closed in Illinois, WGN has an exclusive poll with Emerson College on the state of the race. Let's take a look. By a wide margin, voters in Illinois support Joe Biden over Bernie Sanders. 56.6% of Illinois voters choose Biden. 36.2% support Bernie Sanders. Only 5.7% of voters say they're still undecided.
0: That support, according to our poll, is locked in. 80.7% of voters who say they will definitely support their candidate of choice. Only 19.3% say there's a chance they could change their mind. That gives you a sense that tonight's debate between just Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders might be too late to shake up the nominating contest, at least here in Illinois.
1: There is so much, Paul, for us to break down. Spencer Kimball is head of polling at Emerson College. He joins us now from Boston. Good morning.
3: Uh, Thank you for having me.
1: Really great to have you on board. We're excited about this partnership. We'll be polling throughout uh, 2020. In this poll, you asked the single most important issue to voters, and it was beating President Trump and healthcare came in second.
3: Yeah, but there was a big discrepancy between the two. Uh, Beating President Trump is the number one issue of 40% of Democratic voters, and healthcare comes in second, as you mentioned, around 30%, but that group that wants to knock Trump out they are overwhelmingly breaking for Joe Biden. And that's why we've seen this surge in the Biden camp uh, over the last couple of weeks. And for Sanders, his issue of health care, which was really front and center in 2016, it's kind of now been a little bit more marginalized in 2020. And voters in Illinois appear split about a Medicare for all program.
0: You know, Spencer, your data was gathered this week, so it's very, very recent. But having said that, Every day is a whirlwind here, so between the stock market falling and the coronavirus crisis growing daily, would you think that would impact voters' choices on the number of issues, or do you think that even those events would keep things in the order that they're in?
3: Yeah, we've been seeing and asking these questions in all of these states for the last couple of months, and the numbers have been fairly consistent, uh, particularly with health care and the environment as top issues for Democrats. We haven't seen the coronavirus come up as what's driving their vote, but maybe that is what's impacting their attitude about President Trump and the need to beat him as well. Um, But obviously, with each passing day, new events occur, and I think it hurts both campaigns in different ways. And Spencer, there's
1: been a great debate going on in the Democratic primary about health care, whether Medicare for all is the way to go or building on Obamacare. You polled on that and Democratic voters just haven't made up their minds yet.
3: And that's a real problem for Bernie Sanders because his Medicare for All program is popular in some areas and that's where he gets out his vote. But when we look at Illinois, it was actually the first state where people said that they preferred Joe Biden's plan, which as you mentioned is essentially an extension of Obamacare. And of course, Obama is very popular in Illinois. And so I could see those voters kind of not coming out for Sanders, and that's why we're seeing a 20-point spread as opposed to last cycle, where it was within a couple of points between Hillary Clinton and Sanders. Spencer, let's
0: take you on to the Cook County state's attorney's race. I know that in a lot of states, people might not care about that race. It's down ballot enough, but in Cook County, it matters. And so here, as we look at the results, you've got Kim Fox, the incumbent, 36.3%. Uh, Bill Connolly, who's got a ton of money to spend, thanks to his dad, at 203 And the other contenders, Donna Moore, Bob Fioretti, really both below 5%. But there's an amazing, over a third of the voters, 34.2% that haven't made their minds up. Now, in this election, in this county, there's been the high-profile Justice Smollett celebrity case, which Fox has taken a lot of heat over, um, and Conway's going after everybody has. But with that one-third undecided, do you get a sense that, that, that a one-issue campaign, which maybe it is, people are not sure how they are affected by that, or are there other things going on in their mind?
3: Well, what we're finding is a very similar trend to what we saw a couple weeks ago in Texas in a U.S. Senate race in the Democratic primary where, again, about a third of voters were undecided, but it really didn't impact what we were projecting as far as who would win. That was the M.J. Hager race. Here we're looking with Fox, and what I think is happening is you get your your primary voters for the presidential election who know Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. They may not be as familiar with the down-ballot races, in which case they're really coming out for the top of the ticket, And when we ask them about this other race, which is obviously very important, but maybe not on front of mind for voters, they're undecided because they really don't know the candidates.
1: And Spencer, you also polled on the coronavirus. It is something that is impacting every single American's life. Let's take a look at what you found. Very concerned, 28.1%, somewhat concerned, 39.8%, unsure, 10.4%, somewhat not concerned, 14.5%, not concerned at all 7.1 per percent. Spencer, how unusual is it for 28% uh, of people in a poll to say they're concerned about something?
3: Well, they're not just saying they're concerned, they're saying they're very concerned. And you know, it's closer to 60 something percent that are concerned to some degree. And when we take a look at the numbers there, we see it is dramatically tied to age. As people, as voters are older, they are growing in concern about the coronavirus and what they should do. And how will this impact the election is regarding turnout. Will older voters stay home and not come to the polls because of their concern about catching the coronavirus? On the flip side, I think Bernie Sanders has struggles with younger voters who may no longer be at college where he can't organize those group of people to get out and vote. So I think both campaigns are struggling have to deal with this crisis but obviously voters are front of mind saying we're very nervous about what's happening here and we're hoping for a solution all right
1: thanks so much spencer spencer kembo let's take a look at where the race stands across the nation after two super tuesday victories former vice president joe biden leads senator bernie sanders in the delegate count a candidate needs 1,991 delegates to lock in the nomination as you can see by the map biden's support is growing in the midwest and southern parts of the United States.
0: Now, hundreds of delegates are up for grabs in three big prizes this Tuesday, including, of course, our own state of Illinois, Ohio, and Florida.
1: Going to be fascinating to see. There is a debate still scheduled for tonight between Biden and Sanders. It may not make a difference based on these polls. I was
0: going to say, when you look at these numbers, especially here in our state, it looks like people know what they're going to do here, but it's going to be interesting. No audience for that debate tonight. That probably helps Joe Biden some, who performs well in smaller groups.
1: All right. Can't wait
4: for it. We're going to take our first break. Coming up next. Uh, Marie Newman uh, has embraced the extreme policies of the Tea Party of of the left.
0: I trust women and Dan doesn't.
4: Another round for two rivals in Illinois'
1: third congressional district. But will two new players complicate the race for Marie Newman and incumbent Dan Lipinski? Closer look coming up after the break. NOW, A CLOSER LOOK AT THE DEMOCRATIC PRIMARY IN ILLINOIS THIRD CONGRESSIONAL DISTRICT. CONGRESSMAN DAN Lipinski IS SERVING HIS EIGHTH TERM REPRESENTING THE DISTRICT THAT CROSSES CHICAGO'S SOUTHWEST SIDE, STRETCHING SOUTHWEST TO DEPAGE COUNTY. Lipinski IS A CENTRIST, RARE IN TODAY'S POLARIZED POLITICAL ENVIRONMENT. FOR THE SECOND STRAIGHT ELECTION, Lipinski IS TAKING HEAT FROM THE LEFT. RIVALS POINT TO HIS VOTES AGAINST OBAMACARE and THE DREAM ACT. But Lipinski, who inherited the seat from his father, William Lipinski, knows Illinois 3 well. A devout Catholic, Lipinski opposes abortion rights, and he's not shy about his position. The Congressman recently signed on to a friend of the court brief filed in a case seeking to overturn Roe v. Wade.
4: I am pro-life, but the issues that we deal with in Congress are issues such as the one we voted on two weeks ago, uh, where We had a a bill come to the floor that said if a baby is born uh, during an attempted abortion, born alive, uh, should that baby receive treatment, be guaranteed treatment. I voted for that. Uh, The extreme groups that have poured millions of dollars into funding Marie Newman, they oppose that common-sense bill that more than three-quarters of Americans agree with. There is a uh, fight for the uh, soul of the Democratic Party going on, uh, and uh, my now uh, primary uh, opponent, uh, Marie Newman, uh, has embraced the extreme policies of the Tea Party of, of the left.
1: Three Democrats are challenging the incumbent, including former marketing consultant Marie Newman, who lost to Lipinski in 2018 by just 2,100 votes. National progressive and women's groups are filling up her campaign coffers, and she scored major endorsements from people on the left. Newman says it's time for Illinois 3 to send a progressive Democrat to Washington.
2: I think the difference is very easy to distinguish, right? I trust women and Dan doesn't. The district
0: is really clear about what they want. They want a real Democrat with a real plan that has specific solutions and not just platitudes around health care, transportation, everyday needs, wages, empowering unions.
1: Newman is also distinguishing herself as a rare Democrat who says this.
0: Speaker Madigan has done some good things for the state.
2: I want to be clear that 40 years of one person is probably not a good idea, so I think it is time for him to go.
1: Also on the ballot, first-time candidate Rush Darwish, a former news anchor and sports reporter. Darwish owns a multimedia production company. He says it's time for a new generation of leaders to step up.
5: Right now, uh, people now more than ever uh, want somebody from the middle class the everyday person that really cares about what's happening in our neighborhoods uh, to run and represent them. So, you know, I'm that guy. When you look at our district, it's a very diverse district made up of Latinos, Arab Americans, LGBTQ community, and he doesn't represent these communities. He only represents a few, and that few have voted for him, they fund him, and uh, that's not what government should be about. Uh, You should always represent everyone and treat everyone equally. Uh, proudly with kindness, love, and respect, and that's not Rep Lipinski. Rep Lipinski represents the status quo.
1: Another contender, Charles Hughes. He came out of nowhere to make the ballot. Little is known about him, and his rivals wonder if he was recruited to split the vote, ensuring a Lipinski win. After all, Hughes worked for Lipinski's father, but the candidate insists he's in the race to fix health care and provide student loan debt relief
5: people want to know who put me in the election. Did Madigan put me in? Did Chewy Garcia put me in? No, the people put me in. And I was the only one vetted. And when they challenged my petitions, the board elections and checked the names and signatures and everybody was registered. And here I am. Hey, you know, it, listen, this is
1: Chicago. It just seems like funny business that you worked for Dan's father and now you're running against
5: him. That's just strange. No, not really, because Bill Lepinski a whole lot better than Dan ever will be.
0: Let's bring Paul back. Congressman Lipinski is pretty confident that he'll keep this seat. Well, to mind, look, there's powered incumbency, but Marie Newman came close last time. The last two years has been a long two years in this country, and it could be the district is ready for a break. However, Newman, who wants Medicare for all, may take the district too far left, something they're not quite ready for. And Lipinski is not shy about bringing up health care. He's not running away from his position. No, between that and, and uh, the abortion issue, those are the things that he's going to have to address for his district. We're going to take a quick break, and after this...
5: until. Uh, we, the people, trust in our leaders, it's going to be that much harder to get our agendas passed.
0: Ethics at issue in one of the most competitive races at the Illinois State House. We're going to take you to the city's north side when we come back. And welcome back to WGN TV political report, a shuffle at the Illinois State House has made the primary for the 12th district state representative seat one to watch on election day, setting up a battle of loyalties between the mayor and the governor. See, it all started back in November with the surprise retirement of Senate President John Cullerton, longtime state representative Sarah Feigenholtz was appointed to his seat, leaving an empty chair in the House chamber. Well, Jonathan Yoni Pizer was given the temporary appointment, but soon a fight for the the primary election ensued. I'm here to tell you why I'm supporting my
2: friend, Yoni Pizer, for state rep. As a leader in Governor Pritzker's administration, I helped develop a five-year economic plan.
0: Now, there are five candidates in the race. Margaret Croke is a former campaign worker for Governor Pritzker, who now serves in his administration as Deputy Chief of Staff in the Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity. Yoni Pizer, a real estate agent, was an early supporter of Mayor Lori Lightfoot's and has her full backing. Also in the race, Ryan Podges, Jimmy Garfield, and Marty Malone. Though the core of their platforms aren't all that different, support remains split among Chicago's Democrats. The district covers a large swath of chicago's north side stretching from uptown down the lakefront all the way to the near north side encompassing part of the city's wealthiest property owners including the governor's home as well as dense business districts Pfizer and croak have raised more than half a million dollars combined their main sticking point will a job in real estate cloud Pfizer's view on pending legislation
2: this is a part-time position. I'm going to be a full-time legislator, but I think we should really look at making um, state representative and state senator full-time positions because there's, you know, a reason that some of these legislators have been able to make millions and millions of dollars on the side. Um, if you are, and and you also have conflicts of interest in that way because you're always going to have a side job that you're thinking of when you're legislating.
5: Everyone is bringing those personal, real-world experiences in their. Uh in their day jobs in the General Assembly, which is helping them be effective advocates for the community. That's what the uh, people who wrote the Illinois Constitution had in mind,
0: and I think it would be a shame. Now, the conversation surrounding ethics reforms has grown to a fever pitch in recent months. Though action on real change has mostly stalled at the State House, the candidates say they've got a plan for that.
2: I think it starts with legislative leadership term limits. I think that's really important because there's a reason that the speaker has been able to be speaker for as long as he has been. Um, the second is removing the legislator-to-lobbyist loophole. I mean. The city has a year off cooling period and the state doesn't have any time. You can literally go from being a legislator to a lobbyist and you can also be lobbying different units of government or the same unit of government that you live that you work in.
5: Lobbying reform so that uh, our legislators can't lobby other branches of government. It includes uh, stopping the revolving door of legislators becoming lobbyists, uh, it is empowering the legislative inspector general to investigate whatever she wants to and when that report is done. Be able to release the report, and as I mentioned, uh, you know, instituting leadership uh, term limits. I'd like to see the legislative inspector general freed to do their job. Right now, the legislative inspector general investigates claim of corruption in the General Assembly, but they have to have permission from legislators to not only conduct their investigation but to release their findings to the
0: public. That's absolutely insane. So that's Ryan Pogges. He's been in the race since last year before the seat even opened up. Pogges says in order to solve the state's biggest problems like ethics and pension reform, the legislature needs some new blood.
5: I think if you look at, uh, you know, some of my opponents and where their support is coming from, it is representative of what people in this city are tired of and the kind of culture in Springfield that we're trying to get rid of. You've got a, a democratic, a longtime Democratic donor and you have a former uh, campaign staffer who is now a state employee running for a seat in the house. So, um, if we want
0: truly to change the culture in Springfield, we have to elect people who are outside that inner circle. Now Marty Malone and Jimmy Garfield are also on Tuesday's ballot. Like the other candidates, Garfield is focusing on property tax relief in a district where bills have skyrocketed.
6: We have to pass the uh, progressive income tax, the fair tax, this November. that's, that's not necessarily a partisan issue, that's simply a math issue. That's how we make the math work, to have the revenue so we can actually fund the programs we want in this state. Um, also, your local schools are the largest portion of your property taxes. And the reason for that, the state's supposed to pick up 50% of the cost of education. It's been picking up between 26 and 27% for a very long time. So we have to pick up the rest of that burden. If we can get our income tax in order, if we can get the schools properly funded from the state, our property taxes can get some relief on that front.
0: Now, Garfield also says fixing the ethics problem in Springfield will trickle down to better policies all around. Pressure has been growing on House Speaker Mike Madigan, who has wielded immense power over lawmakers for more than three decades. So what will the candidates do?
6: Madigan should absolutely not be Speaker of the House. He's been there for almost 40 years as Speaker. And we've seen corruption get worse and worse as we go. It's time for him to go. Um, Whether it's through his own resignation or us voting him out, it has to happen soon.
0: So you would be a no vote on him?
6: Correct. From the very very beginning, I'm the only one who said, I will not vote to re-elect him as speaker, because his actions have been too heinous. I
5: believe uh, it is time for a change. Um, I've actually co-sponsored a bill to introduce leadership term limits, uh, which would prevent people from being speaker for generations, for decades. Um, I believe it's time for fresh ideas, for new blood.
0: Um, and I- Going to be interesting. All right, one more break and we'll be back after this. And that's it for our show this week. Tomorrow Tuesday, big day, election day. I have some concerns because with the coronavirus, um, some polling places are in nursing homes or where senior citizens live? They're not going to have polling places there, potentially. And I'm concerned that the um, voting turnout could be affected in that way. That could affect Joe Biden, where older people support him.
1: That's right, Paul. This is unprecedented. So people, if you want to vote, go ahead and vote. Early voting. Hours have been extended. You can vote early today. Your polling places may have changed. Of course, the polls are open Monday and then on election day on Tuesday. Despite coronavirus, the election is still happening, so go out and vote. And then join us on Tuesday night because we're going
0: to have all the results along with our WGN team. I'll see you then. You got it. Have a great day everybody. Bye, everybody.